Yes, happy Valentine's Day, Melrose. <laughs> it's Tom Catalini here from Let's Talk Melrose, Melrose. I'm here with my lovely co-host. Please introduce yourselves. He said the lovely one. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm Jen LeClaire. I'm Sam Hammer. Young look, the young looking one. <laughs> And this is Let's Talk Melrose, Melrose, a show where Melroseans talk to Melroseans about Melrose. I don't know how that guy did it. Four hours a night, every night for 40 years. David Allen Boucher. Uh, those of us uh, originally from the area will remember that. No better way to be soothed into uh, total comfort than on Magic 106.7. And I hope we don't get in too much trouble for rebroadcasting here. For that, um, I, think, I think they're going to offer you a job, Tom. I think we would think we would so. have gotten in trouble, except that they're going to be so impressed that they're going to they're going to come call. Now, I always took you for a morning show guy, but I think uh, I think late night might be your thing. Oh, yeah. I go round the clock, round the clock. Yeah, there's no there's no limit. Right. Anybody that's got an opening, I'm there, no problem. Well, so so last week we did ask. Tom Shampoo, if he would be available for Valentine's Day, yeah, he ha- he took a stand on no Valentine's Day, and yet, he's, a, a, and yet a pretty, a pretty adamant it? stand, and yet he's nowhere yep. to be found tonight. Yep, yep. So we, we mm. hope he's feeling. We hope he's. He said he wasn't feeling well. Mm-hmm. We, hope we hope he's feeling better. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. He got bit by the love bug, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> that's, that's, that's right. Okay. Well, oh, it's, uh, for the for the for the rest of us over here, it's uh, Alt Valentine's Day, Taco Tuesday. Shout out, shout out to David Martin who uh, fed uh, some of the top fans some tacos. Some. <laughs> some homemade things like that. Um, yeah. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> moving right along. <laughs> So um, I'm trying to get to uh, Stoner to pick up my kid on Sunday afternoon, and all of a sudden I had to take quite a sizable detour in Melrose. Detour, detour. Um, because of how come water main, water, water world and water world water main broke um, on West Wyoming right in front of the Lincoln School. Oh my There's goodness! A right here, and it's wow. You can oh really tell that how how deep it is, but it was pretty bad. You could see the bubbling up of the water. Yeah, um, so that that was going on for quite some time. Bummer. Were you guys impacted? Yeah, I I did not. I must have not left my house. I don't remember where I was on Sunday. I don't know what I was doing on Sunday, but uh, well, Jen, of course you oh, did. Oh, it's the oh, Super Bowl. Oh, that's right. Oh, it was a uh, oh, big right. big oh. sports ball day. Next up, sports ball. <laughs> right, like the, one of the lead sports ball days of the year. I totally forgot. Uh, yes, that's right. I was watching the Super Bowl. Yeah, we walked down to the uh, uh, Knights to to watch uh, the Super Bowl over there. Oh. And we had to, we had to we had to walk through the area. I didn't know that was the thing. Yeah, well, that's for the members. The that yeah, was a members way. only. I was, yeah, I members was only I was event. For the Knights, myself. not for the Queens. Go ahead, go on, go on. <laughs> uh, but we walked down there, and it was all blocked off. And but the businesses were open, which was nice, and it was fixed in time for school, right? It was. So I didn't want to get out of bed until I saw whether we had school or not. And there was no word. So we went for it. And shockingly, the road was open. I was shocked. Yeah, they patched it right up. Yeah. Thanks, DPW. And to those who came in to help us with this massive breakage, um, I was pleasantly surprised. So thanks to everybody who participated, our police detail. and DPW and anyone else who came in to patch up our roads. Yeah. Thanks. Kept, you kept us going. <laughs> kept, the kids were like, oh, man. I know. Yeah. Well, they were, they were, the, kid, they, the kids are not thanking DPW, but the moms and dads are. <laughs> <laughs> um, so everybody stay tuned. Um, join, joining us a little bit later, we have um, three representatives from the Melrose Commission on Disability to talk about their recent uh, ADA report and findings from the city study. 
uh, in two parts. So they're going to be joining us at the end of the show uh, to talk about talk about those reports and talk about ways that the city can can um, participate in public comment on those. But yep. first, right. the news. All right. This one is no under this Tom time. Shampoo's name. <laughs> yes, I know. So Tom would, Tom would have said, um, don't forget that the mayor is delivering his State of the City in person um, at the Driscoll Learning Commons at the Melrose High School on February 27th, 7.30 p.m. For those who are not able to attend in person, you can watch it um, live and it will be recorded on MMTV. I wonder what adjective he'll use. You know, they say oh, the, the state, state of, of the, the city, city is it, strong. Or, what would your adjective ooh, be for Melrose? Like yeah. Mad Libs. Mad li let's just do it. Let's just give the mayor a Mad Libs sheet <laughs> and have him fill it in. And be state well, that's of when the city yeah, is busy. <laughs> that's when you just ask for a list. You just ask for a li list of adjectives and adverbs, right? And then you fill in the speech yeah, later. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. On next week's show, we'll have the we'll have the mayor's uh, pre-written <laughs> Mad Libs version of the state of the city. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, that's not all. The uh, Mystic Valley Public Health Coalition has collected substance use data and is sharing findings. You know who they're sharing them with? The community. Yeah, Students, great. caregivers, local employees, and community members are invited to two more. Upcoming one-hour conversations to learn more and provide feedback. <laughs> the participants will receive, I remember this now, because you get yeah, a gift card. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so uh, either a $15 uh, Target gift card for the youth, $25 tar Target gift card for adults as a thank you for participating. And we're posting the link right now. Uh, you got to get involved with that. Yeah, I agree. Good good information what is that sam is adding stuff to the show doc as yes I, so you're gonna have to talk about it because i don't know what you're writing that's fine uh recently um uh some of our melrose police department um department officers are um heading to elementary schools around melrose to give high fives to kids on the way in which oh. is great i'm glad they're coming out and they i think they he said they have a new social media community engagement person so uh follow them on facebook it's actually really fun to watch. Um, they're, they're doing more personal things. It's, it's very engaging. Um, so definitely do that. And then I reached out as the president, co-president of the Lincoln PTO to offer <laughs> our services for more. Um, wow. I, I, a little humble yeah, brag right? there. Yeah. Cause we want to do some, we want to shoot some hoops. We want to do some things. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It seems like they are trying to get out there more. I haven't seen them out in the in the community per se, but I've seen the the posts on on Facebook and their social media being kind of like more more activated. It's 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 great. It's a wonderful initiative. So and as we've talked about before, the majority of them are Melroseans. So let's yeah let's do this. You should be able to like yeah meet meet your neighbors and know and know who know who they are. They are they are there to serve us, and they're also our neighbors. Absolutely. Yep. Um, so also, uh, seeking, there are two, uh, commissions or committees, uh, in the city right now seeking new members. One is the Melrose Cultural Council is seeking some new members. Um, they, Isn't that Melrose your gig? uh, not anymore. I was on the cultural council. I stepped down because, what? um, I told you that uh, breaking news, breaking <laughs> news. Because I'm focused, I'm focused more on the the Creative Alliance right now, but um, the Melrose Cultural Council is the local <laughs> grant making organization from the state cultural, the Massachusetts State Cultural Council. They disperse um, funding for arts and cultural projects um, in here in Melrose. So they uh, they just finished their their last grant cycle. So if you are interested in joining to to help decide how the arts and cultural money gets spent for next year, mm -hmm. um, they're looking particularly for people who have um, market some marketing skills and communication skills. So Melrose uh, Melrose Cultural at Gmail. .com. Somebody who can talk like this, maybe. Tom, yeah, you seem interested. Yes. Are yes. oh, you so kidding me? I've always wanted to disperse funds. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And it, I don't know whether or not it comes with a, a parking spot. Um, and then also the Melrose. I'll walk. Is it, it's is right it in Mel town. Is it the Melrose <laughs> Historical Commission also? It's looking That's for Shampoo's gig. Yeah, I know. But I think they're looking for someone, a new person also. Yes, because their chair had to step down. They had a new chair while we were last week. We were there, right? We yeah. Presented, yeah. 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 
So, um, so both of those great, great commissions. And it's also the Mellis Historical Commission's upcoming anniversary. So they, they should be doing, they'll be doing some 50 years. So they'll be doing some fun stuff this year. All right. Um, cool. And you know what All else? right, I'm going to apply to the Cultural Council because one of us should be on it. Okay. Can I give you a, a list of other things as well? That you should be doing? Yeah. Like to pick and choose. Like you should, you should have choices, Tom. You don't just jump on the first council that. If elected, I will serve. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, um, there's also, uh, there's also a photo contest coming up. Our fun, fun friends at the. I Melrose like this. Rec yeah. Melrose Rec Department. Um, they, they have a, a new uh, catalog every, every season. So their spring brochure is coming up and they're, they're doing a, a photo contest for Melrose citizens of all ages. Photos must that'll that'll be on the cover of their of their spring brochure catalog. So photos must be of Melrose residents taken within Melrose. Um, uh, con, uh, participants must have permission to use the photo from everyone in the photo that they're taking. So they're looking for like people recreating, having fun, hanging out in Melrose. The deadline is February twenty second, and there's a link to how you how you submit. And uh, if you read the fine print, it says there's no financial uh, compensation, just bragging rights. <laughs> yeah, but that's pretty good. I like this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jen, Jen, our two co-hosts are uh, prolific photographers. Yeah. For yeah. photographic take. <laughs> I think we should submit a oh. selfie. Of ourselves well, recreating. Let's why don't do we that. take pictures of ourselves recreating? Yeah. That's brilliant. All over town. And then we can win the award to add to our like slew of, of yes. Yes, but I I don't know if the rec department has a program for juggling. Um. <laughs> well, if they do, we we could win. We have we that. Win. We have. Oh, the have juggling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When we had Stewart on the show, my goodness, yeah. you know, he's still on the opening every week. Stewart's one yeah. of the, <laughs> and oh, I think I know. Sam yes, and Tom a, aren't on it. Are not, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. It's all right. We're a surprise. It's all good. Yeah. Oh, my God. <clears throat> all right. Um, here, how about one of, one of you guys? We got to bring on our guests. One of yes, you guys yes, want to yes. talk about uh, what's coming up this week? Oh, my so goodness. There's the so much weekend. coming on, uh, uh, coming up this week. And Wednesday, I'll tell you what you got wrong. <laughs> there's a virtual program at library. Uh, <laughs> abolitions. <laughs> Abolitions, oh my gosh, abolitions foot soldiers, female mm -hmm. anti-slavery societies wow. in antebellum Massachusetts. That's not a lot to go on. What is that? I know. So it's a it's a virtual program run in, in from the library, but in partnership with uh, with several other libraries. So this is for Black History Month. Uh, and so it's a really it's a really interesting it's a virtual program, but it should be a really interesting program about um, how uh, about uh, how women kind of helped with the anti-slavery uh, movement. Uh, up here up north so uh, part of black history month uh, programming with the library um, nice yeah follow your art community studios uh, their writers group is doing creative they have a monthly creative writing for adults and this one is how to how to make a scene now <laughs> what is that make a scene that like a like playwriting or yeah. is that in a yeah. novel i believe this one's with uh tug Yergrau. um He's a frequent uh, collaborator with them. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's. Um, so it's not about my, it's not about my kids at a restaurant. Not like that. Oh, well, it could be. I mean, <laughs> it could be. Oh, perfect. Be. Yeah. Um, and then last week we had on um, some friends from the Polymnius uh, Choral Society talking about their program on Thursday, March 5th, 3.30 at the middle school. Um, well, this is. Uh, oh, a different uh, thing. That's not the yes. show. Nope, no, this is leading so this, leading up to in support of the show. Considering Matthew Shepard is coming up on the fifth, and then before that, um, there's a documentary called Matthew Shepard is a friend of mine, uh, screening at the Melrose Highland Church, also this Thursday. Yeah. So. Yeah. So those are just some of the things happening this week. And if you want to find out more about what's going on this week and and coming up ahead, um, the Melrose Creative Alliance has a, an ongoing calendar, and there's an email list that you can sign up for to get all that information just delivered right to your right to so your great it's so great. all right now we got to get to our guests this yes is what the, this is what the people have been waiting for. exactly all right uh so let's bring them on i'm going to play the walk-up music now welcome 
Hello, everybody. Hi. Uh, Garen, David, uh, you're still on mute. You should unmute. Aaron, uh, welcome. You are from the uh, Disability Commission in Melrose. Is that right? That is right. Uh, can you hear me, though? <laughs> like, yes. I was messing with my microphone in the back. So, okay. Yay. Yep. Yep. You're fine. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, you're here because uh, you've just released, uh, in partnership with the city, you've just released a report on a ADA sort of audit of all the city buildings. We'll let you talk a little bit more about that. And there's an opportunity for the public to um, comment and provide feedback on, on that report. Yeah. Yep. I think I'll toss it over to David, our uh, chair. Well, I'll start in that, please, um, Karen and Aaron, please dive in. So um, well, first of all, thanks for this opportunity to, to share a little bit about this effort. Um, the uh, city under the Americans with Disabilities Act, every municipality must undertake what's called a self-evaluation and transition plan. And essentially it's evaluating um, a city in terms of its compliance with the Americans with Disabilities Act, but going beyond that as well, you know, looking at accessibility issues. So looking at primarily looking at buildings, recreation areas, but also public policies as well. The last time Melrose did this was 1996. So it was a oh. long time ago. The ADA was passed in 1991, or actually came into effect in 1991. And um, so it's been a long, long time. Is there a cadence where we're supposed to have done this? I No, there's no requirement. I mean, it has to be it had to be done when the ADA was passed, but it should okay. be updated regularly. So I, yeah. I think we would say as a commission, it should not have been this long since it was yeah. last updated. 27 years so, is quite um, a gap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, yeah, and I mean... The process, go ahead. Go sorry, ahead. the process of, of getting this study done was actually our first real task. We've only been around as a commission for three years. And um, David has been incredibly instrumental in getting the, uh, we used consultants and they did a great job. So um, we're really excited to have done the study finally yeah. um, after so many years. Yeah. So so it's uh, we used an organization, we got a grant from the Mass Office of Disability and then um, through that funding hired Institute for Human-Centered Design, which are mm -hmm. really experts on accessibility. And so they did a survey of all the buildings and recreation areas and parks throughout the city, looked at city policies. And the end result is this um, evaluation, they call it a self-evaluation, because they, they evaluated on our behalf, and as well as then a wide series of recommendations in terms of, of the um, in terms of improving accessibility. So, and also prioritize them. That, that part's not really, we have spreadsheets that, that are not part of the public release, although we certainly can make them available for anybody interested in terms of the level of priority of these items. The, you know, in summary, I think it is very comprehensive. But right now the report is out for public comment through the 24th. So we would love um, residents of the city to take a look at this um, to get back to us with comments, whether you just said, yes, this is great, this is wonderful, or where do we go from here? Um, because it's um, it really is, as, as we say, a blueprint for the next few years in terms of really increasing the accessibility and, frankly, making uh, Melrose a city that is really welcoming to people of all abilities. So, um, But we're really excited about this. And so... Where the process stands, we're getting public comment right now, and there is a actually meeting on Wednesday night from six to eight. If people don't want to email comments in, they can uh, they can come to our public meeting. To, uh, it's in the Cassidy Conference Room, six to eight on Wednesday the fifteenth. Also, I, I, I neglected to mention where do you find out about this report? So if you go on the city website, easiest way is just look for the most recent press releases, and there are a couple of press releases regarding um, the release of the report. It also gives kind of so you can actually look at the report online copies are also available at the public library so if somebody um right. in that form also if anybody needs it in an alternative format please reach out to the commission um to reach out to us our email address is commission on disability at city of melrose.org and you can also find that information on the city website so interesting interesting david you mentioned the city website it was the city website in scope for the evaluation any of the technology capabilities um, that was not, it, it, we could have gotten that, it's definitely something needs to be done. We, we, the amount of the grant was not sufficient to do that kind of evaluation. They did some cursory look at it, um, and said it needs to be evaluated further, but definitely, um, that's part of it though. Part of, part of accessibility, have a website, fully accessible website. So, yeah. Right. But yeah. we did just, 
even though they didn't look at the website in particular, we did. they did look at sort of city employees training on inclusion and things like that. And one of the things that we've been talking about in our meetings is that one of the most important things that was addressed in the um, in the studies, the fact that we currently in the city of Melrose do not have a um, an ADA coordinator. So a person who is like designated to be the liaison between the community and um, any issues they're having with, um, you know, accessing buildings, uh, recreation spots, anything like that. So um, that's a huge of importance to us um, that mm -hmm. the city get an ADA coordinator, if full-time or part-time, it doesn't really matter. Well, I mean, obviously we would prefer full-time, but um, yeah, that's one of the things that they look at. So yeah, did they look at that? Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was, was going to say just, uh, and maybe this is already answered, but like, th is that even a, a a role that we have or don't have in the school system, or would that role sort of play across? You know, it used to be a dual those role. domains. Okay. Yeah, somebody used to have that role. That was also another position. Um, maybe right. David or Garen could. So yeah, it's so. It is a legal requirement under the American Disabilities Act that there be an ADA coordinator, somebody be designated. There was a city employee, actually the building inspector, it was part of um, their duties. Um, the building inspector left several months ago. And as we looked at this, right, so right now, one of the findings of the report is there is no current, there hasn't been an ADA coordinator. We've had discussions with the mayor around that position, um, but we feel it can't be something that's just added onto somebody's other, you know, duties right. at the bottom of the job description. Right. Particularly when I think the public sees this report, um, they're going to say, okay, there's, there's needs somebody to be the point person on that. Plus, there's just also a need, let's say you need a sign language interpreter or, right. maybe, or, or <laughs> some other kind of accommodation. Somebody they can easily contact who knows, okay, got it, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of that. Rather than, and I think, you know, like Aaron or Aaron probably can you know, speak to this, is so much of accessibility is not saying, oh, yeah, just let us know if you need help. It, it, that's not acceptable. It, it needs to be automatic. It needs to be thought through. It needs to be easy to get when you need it. So, so I can give you an example. Well, unless I have a question, I can give you an ex example no, of how that kind of has worked with our commission. So right now, it's kind of we're we're like the our commission is sort of like the catch-all for situations like this that um, that come up, and you know we're able to implement some help. Nothing, not really right away though. I mean. Um, it's because we, ha we meet once a once a month and then we have to like have somebody be tasked, tasked with it. And it's not as fast as having like just a designated person. But, um, for example, with the, um, with the la the most recent election, um, we were pretty instrumental in getting, so the Melrose middle school is where everybody votes now. Um, as of, I'm not sure you know better than I do, which election, um, that started in. You know, pandemic, COVID, pandemic. Yeah. During, during COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you cannot, so, and I'm not, <laughs> so there's a uh, vote by mail and there's also voting at the middle, middle school. Um, and I, the, during the first election and during COVID, I actually went to vote at the middle school. And when I put in the address, well, so obviously I know where the middle school is. It's right in the middle of Glenfell's Parkway. You can't miss it. So I knew where to go. But I've only lived in Melrose at that point. I had only lived there for like six years or something. And so I knew exactly where it was. So I was with my whole, I was my, um, my spouse and my two kids. And so we went and we parked in the handicapped parking spot. And I was like, oh, great. We're going to go vote. <laughs> like It was like, um, didn't expect to encounter a barrier to access at that point, which is what it's called, a barrier to access. Yeah. You can't access something. Because I had my cane right. with me. Um, I don't always, need, I have a dynamic disability because I have multiple sclerosis. So sometimes I use a cane, sometimes I use a AFO on my, something under my foot. Um, but I had a cane with me that day and thankfully I did because when you park at the front and this is, this yeah, you're, was, on, this, you're on the wrong side of the building, right? Yeah. Cause it's far away. Really yeah. far. And it's uphill and it's yeah. up, a bunch of stairs. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bowl of stairs. It's like down and up at, yeah. at the same time. Right. So. I was shocked. Um, I, you know, luckily there was, I think, one single railing in the middle that I could use. Um, but it was at that point that I, I don't even know if I was on the commission yet, um, because it was one of the main things that we want that I wanted to talk about when we when I got onto the commission. Right. Right. Are there um, spots in the back where the back entrance is? 
Yeah, yeah. There's there's, yeah. there's tons of handicapped spots in the back. Okay. But, but you, you have would have to know that. You have to know that that's the entrance to use. And and I yeah. I don't remember the handicapped spots up there by the gym. Uh, yeah, there is. There probably are, there needs to be. Then, then it's up to like the elections commission or someone else, right? To, in their communications right. about where to vote and how to vote, to have that right. information available. You it's said just, one, one of you said something really interesting about uh, the, this job. This job description. It, it can't be. It can't be tacked on to the end of the bottom of someone else's job description because mm -hmm. that's exactly where it would live at the bottom of someone else's job uh, description. Yeah, and exactly. It will never be a priority. Um, unless, unless yeah, it's like I, someone's job, you know. So I, yeah. I've worked at a couple of the uh, museums in Boston. So they're they're well attended, large, publicly accessible buildings. Even though you got to you know pay a ticket to get in, but both have had an accessibility coordinator of sorts or a small team, and it's you you know it's usually not enough. But the range of issues that come up anywhere that's open to the public, it, you know, you just there's stuff that constantly needs to be tended to, whether it's educating us on policies about you know, animals and, and how we're supposed to handle people that come in with uh, with a support animal of some sort, or like you've talked about, uh, maybe sign language assistance for some. And and there's, of course, all the physical stuff you think about as well, doorways and how doors work and, and all of that stuff. And then you get into website and technology and, you know, where everything's enabled. And there's just a whole range of things. And you really have to bake it into everything everybody does yeah. but yeah, you need a central point person right to be shepherding right. that and to be doing that uh, it, over time yeah i would say further i think i mean my perspective is that the person should either be disabled or be very close to the disabled community in a way that they would know what the barriers to access could be because these barriers to access like you're talking about are very um they're, they're so easy to overlook i only became disabled about three and a half, three years ago. And so it was a steep learning curve for me for just seeing what I couldn't, couldn't, couldn't do anymore, where I couldn't go. Um, so yeah, it's, it would be useful to have somebody that's very, that is a part of the disability community, but, or is just very close to the disability community. Yeah, I, right. I add, add one, uh, one thing. I think that in, when people see that the, the self-evaluation and the, and the plan, I mean, sort of, sort of what we were just talking about, which is there are some big ticket items. There's no doubt. I mean, uh, and the schools were probably the biggest ticket items. There was several. Uh, you know, they went through all the schools and found. And we have a lot older school buildings, so to some extent you would expect some of that. But we all, uh, the also report talked a lot about signage, a lot about. I mean, easy fixes. Um, Communication definitely right. is is yeah. going to be a key to this as well. Commu Communication, Garen, that's good. You've been dominating the conversation the whole time, so it's good to, <laughs> it's good to hear you. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to hear you uh, bring this up. Um, maybe you could tell us about that, Garen, and anything else you want to. Uh, well, I mean, I think, you know, I've been on the commission for three years, signing on for my second. Uh, David and I are both signing on for second terms, uh, for second three year terms. Um, you know, just starting from the beginning, just getting an idea in the middle of a pandemic what our community looks like that we serve. Um, it's been a huge part of it. Um, you know, we've, we've, we've talked about this in, in our own meetings and that we'll get people to come by and say, you know, I'm not disabled, but I support you. Or they'll say, I'm not there yet, you know, but, um, you know, being a service that it is, you know, static throughout the, the city and, and thinking of these things and assessing our own measure of seeing things to, encompass all elements of a disability. There's so much intersectionality with disability mm -hmm. where, you, you know, I myself am visually impaired, but I have absolutely two working legs that, you know, put me on a train and I can travel all over, you know, all over the place where other people right. would not have that. So training ourselves, you know, first and foremost, as people with disabilities to see others disabilities and be aware of those mm -hmm. as potential, you know, points for us to work on is huge, but also identifying the community has just been a huge part of this. And certainly during a pandemic, it's been a lot more difficult. Yeah. And I was so happy to see that um, you were, had worked with the Institute for Human Centered Design. Um, I had done some, I taken some classes with them hundreds of years ago. Um, with I think Valerie Fletcher, it was like it yes, yes, cobbled up. Okay, yeah. yes, it like came out of my head like a spark mm -hmm. earlier today. Um, and one thing that I learned from her was that when cities and the built environment and and the community really designs our 
spaces and again our in our community for humans first for those who need the most vulnerable the those who need it the most everybody wins right everybody lives in a right. much better place everyone has right. easier access to things everyone is able to to take the, an access and have opportunities to access um, and that's one thing i really loved about um, this particular organization, but I do know that they do have training there as well. I don't know if they still do, yes, do for yeah. municipal employees. And is that something that you had looked at as well? We, we definitely, it's definitely in the report. There's a lot of discussion about training as Aaron already said uh, about mm -hmm. training employees. So when we look at resources like that, I think we as commission members also um, continue. I mean, as, as we look at our roles, we, you know, we, there's always more for all of us to learn and to get up to speed on and sort of become you know, build our expertise. So yeah, that's definitely part of our, our overall effort. That's great. Because our build the expertise of the city as well. That's place. great. Because this came from a grant. I was doing some research before. Uh, the grant was from two, uh, February, right, of last year? Yeah, it was, uh, we applied for it in September. It's, it's all blur right now. Oh. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and it was accepted in February by the city council. We actually, and so basically this was a project. Once they got going, um, it was February till basically uh december by attending the surveys did the report so we we got a preview of the report in december gave them some feedback and now it's out for public um comment i and i just kind of to, 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 to where the process goes from here once we get public comment institute human center design we'll do kind of one more look it'll be presented officially to the city council and then it is our plan at that point to start to meet with other community groups on this and we're definitely going to do a, a a presentation of the school committee and discuss with them the findings of the um, findings in there regarding the schools. So, but really, and part of our role is to also just talk to the city about, okay, you've got this now, what do we do? And actually, okay. I get an interesting example of that real quick is um, Garen and I met with a representative of the cemetery commission uh, because there was findings about the cemetery in there and, and it was great. And she was very, very interested in it. And we, get, you know, talked about, okay, what, you know, where do we go from here? And a good example of like the kind of groups we want to meet with and discuss this with. And in a way, because we're not here to like point fingers, we're here to say, okay, how do we address these issues that have been identified? Yeah. Yeah. The, the way I read some of the, re the report, there's, um, you know, there's, there's, there's price tags to, to, uh, to yes, some of how, how to fix some of these issues or how to improve some of the issues, particularly around um, uh, the, the sort of physical ADA um, issues in in some of the city buildings that, that was that was one of the biggest things that i that i saw in, in glancing or glancing over it but there's price tags i mean we're we're sort of in budget season you know like how, how do you is part of your role to kind of advocate to, to to help figure out how to prioritize some of these things and then advocate for some of these things to get ticked off little by little in the in the city budget how does that work what do you think Aaron? i'll, I'll let you well, certainly, I mean, certainly the schools are, are a huge priority yeah. and they should be definitely. I mean, um, you know, I send my kids to the Hoover School. The Hoover School actually has some of the, uh, the largest amounts of, of repairs that need to be done. Um, obviously, the newer buildings, the high school, the middle school are, are looking a whole lot better. But certainly, you know, um, you know, I, I think, you know, the priority, um, you know, should be with the schools for the most part. And, of course, City Hall. Um yeah, yeah, I think uh, making that building accessible for people to, for government is just a right. good thing. Right. So I just want to mention about the report. We're talking a lot about the report without actually like talking about what's exactly what's in it and also to, like not see, seeing it. So it's actually really fun to look at part two. There's like a part A and a part B, I think, or part one, and part two. Yeah. If you're going to open anything, open part B, because that part has um, little images of like everything that they looked at. So right. you can see like, whatever, like, you know, Foss Park, you can see like that there's like a curb that's not exactly mm -hmm. correct. Right. And you can see the um, city hall that there at city hall, there's no, um, there's not a wheelchair height counter for a person to come and like do business, right? And they have images of all of that. So it was really interesting. I mean, I didn't get to go on a lot of the site visits just by nature of it being COVID and my the nature of my disability. But I think Garen and David both went on the site visits. Um, it's nice that they took such great photographs of like exactly what it was, what the mm -hmm. issues are and exactly where they are and everything. And so it's kind of like fun to look at it and see these little places that can be improved. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't know, maybe I'm just- and to, and to help yeah. and to help sort of uh, to, to Garen to your earlier point to like 
help educate all of ourselves to like look at things differently like mm -hmm. the right. you know the counter right. height like just to just to just to recognize and become better at you know realizing that something that's accessible for you wouldn't be accessible for for someone else the height of the counter etc um we did put both of we did put the links to both of the part a and part yep. b uh, in the in the chat for for the show so people as they're watching will be able yep. to access those and, and also, talking about. we did get a question as well sorry david from ellen oh. um who asked do you have any plan on including housing authority buildings so um, the McCarthy and Steelhouse, and I did do a quick search, and I did find the Steelhouse in Part B in the second half. Did you also do the housing authorities in that? They did. I believe they did. No, they they went through any building that was where there's public space. They went through it. I, I don't recall like, off the top of my head, but they went through. You know, we got the list of buildings from the city, and they went through every building that. Um, I mean, the library they didn't because the library is being completely rebuilt. Yeah. So, uh, but I I would have to go look at the report exactly, but I do know they went through the steel house. And I, I, yeah, and McCarthy as well. I do. I see them on page 80 yeah. something and 60. <laughs> so there you go, Ellen. Yeah, um, there. And there so are some recommendations in here as well with the pictures as Aaron was mentioning. So going back to Tom's question, I think also, you know, we kind of, we had a discussion last night at our, we our, our meetings are typically second Monday of the month uh, from six to eight. They're always online. We were just hanging out last night. <laughs> we're waiting for people to show up. We always have a public comment period. We love having people come to our meetings. They're always posted. The agendas are always posted and the link are always posted on the city website, meeting website. But we talked about this last night, I mean, about what our role is. And in, in, in terms of this, I think part of it is, you know, the city's got to make some decisions here about priorities. Now, obviously, this, this, the easy stuff is new signage. That should be done very quickly. Other stuff is going to take either adding it on we're not experts on capital budgets but adding it to the city's capital budget doing a bond issue whatever they're gonna have to make some decisions but this none of this is not like optional this is not like you have nice right. things to do this is a compliance with the law but it's also mm -hmm. you know part of making as i said you're making the city uh, what, what, what's the same one, one community open to all yes exactly exactly <laughs> so this is part of that and and uh, and to be honest the mayor and uh, and the city department city staff have been very supportive in the in the development of this. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm sure they are. Sure. Mayor was very thrilled we got it. I think they yeah. they think at it that yes, this, these mm -hmm. things need to be addressed. Yeah, and it, it might take time, but you have to you know as long as as long as we're kind of working working on it. And, it's overwhelming because yeah. you're trying to add it on later what should have been done properly in the first place yeah. and so that's well, always yeah. more problematic and expensive and so it's a matter of prioritization i i still think like awareness is a big thing because you might bring some work anyway and forget about this for whatever reason so again i go back to the technology like in a website mm -hmm. redesign like is it does it work with screen readers? Do you have the right contrast yeah, stuff yeah. set up? You know, like, yeah. are you doing the alt tab? You know, like, yeah. like you're going to do almost kind of the same amount of work anyway, if you were going to mm -hmm. redesign the website. So, you know, you have to oh, have this part it. of the conversation. That's right. why I sort of like the coordinator role because you need somebody really pushing yes. for this 365 mm -hmm. days a year. Otherwise it, it won't really happen as fast as it could mm -hmm. just in the natural order of things just in without huge expenses or whatever just as we progress it just needs to be at the forefront yeah anytime anytime anything in your you're absolutely right i mean if you think about accessibility as core to what you're doing what you're designing and just you know it's on your mind rather than oh yeah that's an afterthought is is important obviously melrose has a lot of old buildings i mean that's, that's a key issue to a lot of this long before the ada along long before the architectural codes were created uh, many of them for, in terms of access. So a lot of it does require retrofitting, but you're absolutely right. When efforts are being made to be either build new buildings or renovate or whatever, accessibility needs to be right there. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Um, yeah. and, and, and what's interesting, even with new construction, you still find things. I mean, this stuff is, is and it was interesting in the middle school, for example, which is um, not that old. It wasn't huge things, but they did find a number of things there because it, A, things break down, codes change, um, all of that um so it's important and it's also important to stay on top of it um and in in terms of and let's give you some examples they found like in the schools some of things like just hallways being blocked so they weren't wide enough for wheelchairs and things like that stuff that just again wasn't uh this is going to cost nothing except people being just move the stuff right, right. <laughs> yeah right. Well, yeah that, yeah that's actually something that we've run into a, a couple of times on the commission even asking um, businesses occasionally to move your things that are 
residents will come up to, will come to our commission and say, this is blocking the path. Can you do something about this? And we'll call the business. And, um, occasionally it's like, it's, it's, it's an uphill battle kind of, um, but some of it's a really easy fix. Some it's right, but some it's an easy fix. Um, but I wanted to talk about something that Tom mentioned, um, a few moments ago. Um, you're talking about like, kind of like, not like just building knowledge around sort of, um, accessibility. And I would call that like inclusion. Right. And I think that, um, just the general public's awareness of disability inclusion is another part of our commission that we really take pretty seriously and that we're um, in the upcoming, you know, year, we would like to see our commission do some more speaking events regarding inclusion because you don't know what you don't know. And it's not anybody's fault necessarily that, you know, yep. it's just, we're not here to like blame and shame anybody, right. but like when you know like, that some certain practices or whatever are make life a lot easier for people with disabilities, then you might make that change. Right. Um, for me, um, one big thing that happened during COVID that was, has not really been rectified. It has a little bit, but is the lack of benches and stuff, not only just in the city, but in places like where you go, so like in Shaw's or whatever, like not to call out Shaw's, I think Shaw's is great. I saw like the manager on like Facebook the other day. Did you see that? What? what manager of the shop yes that was so sweet he's like on the community page yeah and he was so nice he's like yeah. hi i'm from the manager it's thank just, you for uh, being patient with a renovation uh, nice. someone yeah it was sweet yeah but those are places like in a grocery store right at target or like things like that i used to just sit down when i was you know if i was with somebody else and they, i would need to take a seat um and those are largely missing now um and unfortunately right. um when they're replaced they can be replaced by you know I don't think Melrose has any intention of doing this, but in other places there can be replaced by like, sort of like, I don't know what the word, maybe help me out with the word, uh, like not. Replaced by like te like temporary seating or? No, like benches. Ergonomically, that are like, not an ergonomically. No, oh. benches that are, that are intended to prevent people Without, oh, oh, right. So they're, yeah, yeah they've got like funky, uh, uh, like yeah. armrests and stuff. Yeah. And they're yeah, intended yeah. to keep people from sleeping on them, which is right. unfortunate. Right. Or skateboarding, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, that's that was just a, that's a really simple example of something mm -hmm. that's gone now, and that I really could, a lot of people really could use. Yeah. So, um, speaking to that, um, uh, Maya Jamaluddin, when she ran for city council um, two times ago, was uh, one of her platforms was around um, again the outdoor environment and specifically benches and places to sit. Mm -hmm. um, at bus stops that are, we don't have, we, we still are, we still need some of these things in our outdoor environment as well. Is that covered at all in the report? Like certain municipal, well, um, you did it, some parks and things, but. Yeah, they did all the parks, they did all the recreation areas. Um, so, and, and things like that were addressed in the report. Um, I, you know, I read it all and I, and I can't remember every detail. A lot of it on the parks and recreation were, were lack of pathways for people mm -hmm. to, to access. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, to access spaces, access uh, spectator areas, or access fields. Um, yeah, and, yeah, and and I mean, we are excited. The there is the new accessible playground over on Warren Street, which is great to see. Um, we're hoping to see more. I mean, that, that that's done now. Hoping to see more recreation areas with accessible equipment as well. So, but what it was, I mean, again, people don't think of, of recreation areas often in terms of accessibility, but the, a lot of lot of issues there as well. But Sam, that's that's a great point, Sam, about um, about public transportation because um, I think it, in all three years that we've been in existence, I think we've had citizens come to us and talk to us about the accessibility of bus stops, of train stations, um, specifically with bus stops. I think with snow removal um, mm -hmm. has been a big thing, mm -hmm. but that's mm -hmm. that's really a good point, and and I I don't think that's covered in the breadth of the report. Yeah, it, that wasn't really in their scope, but it's a whole other area that yeah, certainly. The new ADA coordinator will tackle that. That's we'll right. Get that we'll get that person on that. Yeah. Right. Well, but it's another good example of when they plow the streets and nobody thinks, oh, wait a second, we've got to make sure the ramps are right. all clear. That's, right. And and we've got to make sure the bus stops are clear. You know, they're just going to plow. And, and, and again, I, you know, message to also our community, people often pile the snow right on the ramps at, at, at corners. And that mm -hmm. is, you know, that's, you're, you're blocking access when you do that. 
realize. Well, you have uh, you have uh, friends and advocates uh, on the bike ped committee because they take sure pictures do. of that and they call it out all the time. Yeah. So you've got they attend their meetings a lot. You've yeah, got yeah, you've got some some ally, you've got some allies very, there. Very good allies on that. Yep, yep. And and, and, and here too. Yes, David and, is talk, David is talking about you know uh, wheelchair use um, or or just any or cane or um, walker. I use. I've used all three, but I generally would use cane in the winter. Um, but it's also like when we're talking about inclusion and access, it's also strollers for parents, right? Like right. the inclusion. It does benefit, benefit everybody. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So these yeah, yeah. Well, well, the mm -hmm. term the, the term used in the field is universal access. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, and it's it's it seems somewhat obvious, but anything that's made that you know when it's access something that's created often for people with disabilities creates greater access for everybody. Right. Ramps, as you said, Aaron, great for, um, you, know, you know, with strollers, or if you have a luggage cart on wheels, or you're making a delivery. Or if you're trying to take your shopping on. cart all the way home to your neighborhood. Oh, right. Leave it there. <laughs> I mean, another good example is captioning, which right. is so obviously helpful to yes. people who are deaf or hard of hearing. But it's also helpful to lots of people with people with learning issues, mm -hmm. people who don't, you know, English is verbally, it's hard for them to right. understand. Right. Um, actually, I'll, I'll tell you, there the two biggest uses of closed captioning, believe it or not, are people in sports bars and also people, a, a part, two partners in bed watching TV, one's trying to sleep and one's trying to watch a show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those are two okay. biggest uses. David, yeah, I don't know you that well. Where is this going? It is Valentine's Day. Like, it is Valentine's Day. Oh, I started out with the David Allen Boucher. Yeah. Um, that, David, that's, what was, got it, that's what got him going. David, I was looking, I was looking at that when we, were, when we launched this meeting. And actually, we talked about this as a team last week, knowing that you guys were coming on this week. We were trying to dig into StreamYard, this platform, and see what it offers for live captioning and it, it doesn't it, it can't do it so we will put it when we when we uh we publish this afterwards to to youtube and um and our channels we will make sure that the that the captioning is on but that's that's something we did think of and and weren't able to do here so you know what's um, funny is uh my kids use that all the time so they're cool. watching the the office or whatever they're watching and they always my, have the the captioning my daughter on. does too yeah. i was gonna say i was a high school teacher for 13 years before i became disabled and um, so I can no longer teach, but my students, I mean, we, we were in a classroom, of course, like you would want the captions on, but like they would demand captions being on and they'd be like, what are you doing? Why are there no captions on? Like somebody turn them on. Like every time we would watch anything and it was, it felt to me like a generational almost like shift because it, it could be really quiet in the room and, and they would want them on for themselves because it's, it, well, also Movies and television today are made very like they're it's just so dark. Like mm -hmm. I find it hard to watch things like the, I remember the end of Game of, Game of Thrones. It was like di very difficult to see the action for 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 anyone. Um, and so the caption and people kind of whisper a lot. So mm -hmm. these like I don't know. It's just useful. I, I think would very useful. Like I would said, like there to be a everybody yeah or the I would girl. like there to be a law, please, that the volume yes. cannot keep going so low and so high. For every show I'm watching, I'm on the, I'm, I'm riding the, riding the fader, as they say in the business, <laughs> up and down the whole time. Because if there's some action scene, there's explosions <laughs> that are shaking the room, and then, like you said, Aaron, then they're whispering, and then, oh my God, then when the commercials come on, the, the whole thing is shaking. It's, it's chaos out there. Somebody needs to get a law on that. But coordinator, I just want to show you. I just want to show you for a second my favorite accessibility tool ever which is pop socket. Yes. Um, so this was like instrumental to me when I was, I was hospitalized because I had, um, I was paralyzed on my, my left side for over a month and I couldn't use my left hand and I'm left-handed. And so I couldn't text or anything because I could just, the phone is so big. Like you get, you can't, I, I couldn't do it with my right hand anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, and so think just small, right adjustments or, or pieces of technology like cut fruit at the grocery store right um yeah wow. yeah yeah things like yeah. that that's are, a great that's, that's a great that example. is a really great example there's so that many simple things so i'm looking at the report here because i i scrolled down to the lincoln school which was built right before i think my kids went so geez now it's i guess it is older but it's relatively <laughs> new but there's one of the uh doors it requires greater than five pounds of force to open and yeah. 
what you need to do, it's 11, requires 11 pounds. And I guess that's the standard. So you need to adjust it and it costs zero dollars. Like there's a lot of stuff like that too, right? In the, you know, in the report or a pop socket that costs, you know, whatever short money or things to be aware of. That's why I like yeah. the awareness thing. Uh, yeah. We're, yeah, we're not always it. about elevators. We're not always right. looking to put in the most expensive possible solution for right. every for every right. building. Right. That's great. Yep. Well, thank you. This has been fantastic. And thank yeah. you for, for all us. of your work. Yeah, of course. Yeah, thank um, you for the opportunity. I'm going to I'm going to reach out to you guys separately. You talked about wanting to 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 educate more people and, and to and to do some speaking engagements. And um, one of the things I'm interested in, David, I talked to, to you about this um, when we went to your program at the MLK Day of Service. Um, you know, there's a lot of people in town that that produce events all the time, events and meetings. And there's there's It'd be great to do a workshop on um, accessible events. We've we've spent a lot of time thinking about that sort of stuff with the Creative Alliance. So, uh, um, really quickly, that's that we are working on a whole toolkit around that. Right? Yes, so, I'd love uh, to talk to you about that. Yeah. By the Victorian so, Fair, our goal is by the Victorian Fair that will be done. Great, great, great. Well, uh, oh we'll my have... God, the Victorian Fair that must have some accessibility yeah, issues. Yeah, thank, goodness, thank goodness they didn't inspect that thing. <laughs> 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 That's just chaos. <laughs> I mean, no offense uh, to the Victorian Affair. It's one, it's one Organizers, we appreciate you. We love you. <laughs> um, oh, well, see, I had, I had uh, my, I have, uh, you know, dark memories from my early days in Melrose with, with the kids the in a double wide stroller yeah. trying to <laughs> navigate the Victorian <laughs> Fair. And yeah. it was not, not fun. It scarred not me for fun. many years. <laughs> yeah. okay. Thank you all so much for, for being here. We really learned Thank a you. lot. Um, thank, thank you for you. the work that you're doing and um, for joining us for Valentine's Day. <laughs> and uh, and so we're going to sign off with the theme song. We told you this before. So when you hear the music, if dance you, if you want to. If you can and you want to, dance dance it off with us. Dance it off with us. And so thank you all for coming thank to the you. show. We appreciate it very much. And uh, everybody, we will see you around an increasingly compliant and accessible town. Yes. Yes. I have to